Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans, and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist, and internationally published author, helping take your life, your business, your health and fitness body and mindset from where you are to where it is that you want to be. And I've got a great guest with me again becoming a regular on the show now, Liz. I've got Liz Kalabakis, uh, who is a body transformation specialist and always great to speak with you, Liz. And I'm not going to say Happy New Year because I think it's too late once you get to the end of January, but um, good to see you again this year. Yeah, nice to see you too. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. It's always great to have a conversation with you. So let's get straight into it. I think this is a, a really great topic we've got for today because we're at the, the end of January and I want to talk about some of the struggles that you're seeing coming through your clients right now. But it's a, it's a really great time of the year where you can see it can either go one way, you're either going to create, start to create some great momentum and move forward or you're going to struggle up until probably after Easter and then think, oh yeah, maybe I should do something now. So first of all, before we get into that, Last year, 2020, was a huge year for everybody. Our industry was completely wrecked by COVID in many ways, um, but we're now thriving again right now. Yeah. I just wanted to ask you, what do you do at the, or what did you do at the end of last year, the start of this year, to unwind and rejuvenate yourself and set yourself up for this year? Ah, are you talking about holidays? Well, <laughs> that, that could be it. <laughs> I've been on holidays the whole time. Actually, I've taken this whole thing. I went to Queensland came back and uh, I went back to Queensland and came back again. And every uh, weekend so far, I've been going away and uh, enjoying myself. It really, last year was a big eye-opener for me because I felt uh, claustrophobic, like I haven't done what I wanted to do. So mm. it sort of made me um, rethink what I'm going to do in the future, which means if I do have breaks, I'm going to actually have them. So yeah, right. back to it. I've stuck to it. So tell me, mindset-wise, what do you do over this time? Do you can do you try and just like completely, you know, download, or are you, if you're a bit like me, you can't stop the mind. It's always going. You're always thinking. You're always creating stuff. But, yeah. But what what are you doing? To I'm doing what you're doing. So yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm always thinking, creating of things in my mind, and this would be great. This would be great. But now I'm learning how to allocate. So I'm starting to get um, people employed that I allocate work to. So um, business is much better now because I've got people like a virtual assistant. Yeah. And he basically goes into my emails and works out what the accountants need, what the media people need, what um, suspensions are necessary. What These things were just occupying my brain. They didn't need to be there. So I was a little bit uh, burnt out uh, you know, because COVID did burn me out because I wasn't used to Zoom um, training. So yeah. I felt really, really burnt out with COVID. So then now I've just allocated this stuff that I don't need to, because as you said, we're booming at the moment, this industry. So uh, business got busier than ever and it's just me. So I've allocated work to people that are, are more efficient at that than me. So yeah. bookkeepers, accountants, virtual assistants, um, personal trainers helping me along. So it's really cool. Maybe yeah, good. Liking it. I, I've sort of worked out that um, you can only do so much. Yeah. And I'm a bit of a control person. I want to do everything. But allocating it to the right people. Um, yeah, that's the key, isn't it? 
I mean, you can only grow once you're surrounded by the right team. Yeah, I found that. I found that a lot. One of the things that, like, I love studying success and, you know, success through, it could be anything, it could be sport, it could be business, whatever. Uh, But listening to people talk about the success of them, like those truly successful, those truly successful humble people never say it was all me it was just me i did all this yeah it's it's all they always talk about the amazing team that they have around them and jillian michaels when i interviewed her same thing like number one fitness brand in the world and she said i'm so grateful to have the team that i have around me yes she's the personality in front and the pretty face and everything but it's every she couldn't do what she does without those those people around her. And I don't know what happened. I mean, these people were around me, so they knew my business, mm. but I didn't know what they do, you know, in the way of, okay, yeah. this is something that they could do. So they approached me, do you, you know, if you need help in that area, I can help you. And I thought, okay, I can only trial this. And it was just, I don't know, the virtual system's done a hell of a lot. But then again, you got clients that get you to where you are. So yeah. it all starts from, you know, the clientele, and then the clients themselves are in careers, which can actually help you grow your business. You start employing them also. Yeah. And you realize the people that you're training become trainers because they love it so much. And yeah. I've surrounded myself with the business actually grown and the people in it are growing it. Yeah. So there's not a trainer I have that's an outside trainer. It's somebody that I actually trained from 15 years old. Yeah. So, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I've had a similar experience, yeah. yeah. It really is about creating that family around you, isn't it? You're, you're training the people that you want to train. Well, in the large part, everybody's got those people that you're like, oh, man, I could have more people like this and less like that. But um, you, you really create this family culture around you. And um, I think you when you nurture find, that, you a lot of... You just ask, yeah. You just yeah, ask. a lot of goodness comes someone. out. Yeah. Girls yeah. is the biggest thing I always say to my kids that you're on an interview all the time you know it doesn't Mm. matter who you're talking to when you're visiting anyone you're going into a shop you're getting interviewed because my kids actually were employed through clientele and it was only because they were technically getting interviewed every time they walked in here clientele would look at them mannerism they'd be like and who they so of course you'd employ them you know because they're employable yeah um, usually, you know, our kids are going to get employed by people that we know, you know, because they're going to be the 50 and 60-year-olds have got 60-year-olds that have got businesses that are looking for employees. And they're going to actually look at your attitude and who you are as a person and think your kids would be employable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing, you know, your attitude plays a big part. In yeah, attitudes are everything. Yeah, with even the future of your children, I think. I believe that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so I want to ask you uh, from your, your client's perspective and what you're seeing. So I'm certainly noticing, like, it's a crazy time of the year. with It just is normally but throwing COVID as well. And, um, you know, some people have gone more crazy at the end of the year with in terms of overindulging in, in um, you know, food, alcohol, etc., and just watching people trying to get back into a sort of a rhythm and, and some are really struggling to get back into those empowering routines. So I wanted to firstly talk to you, what are some of the habits that you're seeing through uh, like just general or through your clients that are struggling? What are some of the things they're struggling with? I think now it's the morning hours. The morning hours aren't as you know, busy as what they used to be. People don't want to get up that early anymore and yeah. that routine like they used to. 
Yeah. Um, evenings are more busier now for me than and days, especially 10 o'clock, which is not really the time slot people used to train. Yeah. It used to be the 9 o'clock the mums, but now they're going to the 10 o'clock more. Um, so, yeah, they are struggling to get in routine, but I do know they know they need to. So mm. thank God for school because school yeah. has kicked some mums up the bum. Yes. So now they need to take the kids to school. Before that, it was the fact of not having to take kids to school mm. so long that they were okay with not getting up in the morning. So yeah. in that, do you see some complacency in uh, things like food and other stuff as well? If they're if they're struggling to come in for an early session, they're also not as... They're not having their breakfast on time. You know, no one's having breakfast. Um, everyone's staying up late on computer games, of course, and watching TV till late. So, you know, they're hungrier later on in the evening because they haven't woken up early enough to have a good breakfast. So they're having their sugar cravings later. So they're then going straight to bed. Yeah. You know, so it's a roller coaster. It is a roller coaster. Saying that there is some people that during COVID, um, I got great results because they focused on what exactly what they needed to do, which is yes. their food. So I've yes. always said to clients, you know, if you're going to exercise for an extra hour, maybe don't do that. Stay an extra hour in the kitchen and yeah, prepare your food. Your result is going to be much better long term by doing that. Yes. Don't go guilt training because you might as well go guilt shopping, cooking, and prepping because that yes. works better. So yeah. I, I've learned that some of the women that I've had for years, some uh, have lost tremendous weight during COVID and it was just food prepping because they couldn't get it. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that bit, the most important bit. I've got a lady that's been with me for eight years and now she's lost, she's nearly three kilos off her goal and she's kicked ass and we were struggling for so long. So yes. through COVID, she did an amazing job. So I'm really proud of her. Uh, there's a few of those. Just a few of them, you know. Yeah, it's been interesting. I've a similar experience with some clients who have um, really, I suppose, found their low in COVID to realise it's time for them to really focus and make the changes that they've always needed to but just haven't been able to. Right. And there's those that have, uh, you know, the general population has really just fallen fallen away I think so let's just say that we've got some people listening right now and they are in that place that's like yeah yeah I know I need to get back into this but you know they're they're just struggling you know they're still feeling like burnt out they haven't feel like they're like if they're like me they've worked all the way through the holidays and everything it's like what are some tips that you think we can give people to blow out the cobwebs and start making some empowering choices again okay so you know i'm you know me i'm always more giving a lot of advice to parents because i've got kids so um it is all about you know switching off all the electronic stuff at night you've got to switch it off and go to bed that time slot whether you can fall asleep or not yeah Don't sleep start doing the whole go to bed 10 o'clock you know get up whatever to eight hours or seven hours later Make sure you get at least seven hours of sleep because that's your foundation of health. We've got three pillars. We've got the foundation, which is your sleep, and then there's nutrition and fitness. These nutrition and fitness isn't going to work if sleep isn't right because that's the main one. So that, that's a really good point there because I think when people do approach 
uh, weight loss um, at the start of a year, which is when most, that's the biggest people, the biggest goal that people set globally is around weight loss at the start of the year. They think, okay, I just need to start running. I was like, I just need to start doing that. Or I just need someone to kick my butt. And I'll say, how's your food? Uh, my food's fine. I just need someone to kick my butt, which is code for my food's not fine. Uh, and I just want to overtrain. But yet the sleep is so important. And I think we do under understate that. And believe it or not, my focus this year is to get more sleep. Yeah. Uh, because I, I get up at 20 past four. I work 16 hour days. I, if I can get six hours sleep, then that's been a good night. But my coach, he wants me to get more than that. And he says, if, yes. you, if you think you've slept enough, sleep some more. Yeah. Um, but I, then, I, I sort of knew that because I was training a sleep doctor. So that was, he was the one that was always explaining to me, get the sleep right and weight loss. Because once you get your sleep right, then you're not tired. So therefore, when you're not tired, you can do meal prep. When you're not tired, you're going to go shopping. When you're not tired, I've you're going to more clearly. You're not going to be so down, you know, and... Obviously, when you're not tired, you exercise, you can exercise. Mm. And it's a roller coaster where if you don't exercise and do weight training, you're feeling tired too. Yeah. But the sleep is your foundation. So uh, before we get to all that, do you talk to your clients about, um, because you're only going to do that if you've got something that you're working towards, you know, like your, your poster in the background there, uh, you know, you've got to have that. Well, this is what I want to look like. This is, you know, this is my goal. So do you talk to people about, um, being clear about, I know we've spoken about this previously, but do you talk to people that, yeah, look, you really need to create a vision for this year for yourself? Yeah, I mean, I sit down, I sort of talk to them and ask them what their vision is. Some people's vision is just to function and feel better. Um, some people's to lose weight, but I need to learn what everyone, everyone's different goal is. Because mm. everyone has got different goals. Not everyone is just ultimately obviously everyone would want to lose weight if they're overweight but some mm. people are just here because example husbands on a wheelchair wants to lift the husband up you know when the elevator isn't working we've got one of those you know so um i've got to find out what their end goal is but i find it's the connection between the trainer and the the client that's the most important thing the the trainer needs to understand the lifestyle of the mm -hmm. client because there's roller coasters. There's heaps of roller coasters and you're going to ride them with them. Sometimes there's an end game. I get that, but there's so many interferences that you need to always be aware of them and understand them too and let them know that once you don't do the right thing, you've got the next three hours to do the right thing. So therefore those through, you know, the, the mistakes happen less as you're getting better at this. So don't always use the same excuse, look, I'll start tomorrow. Yeah. Now I'll start Monday. So yeah. as long as they can be completely honest with me, um, you know, tell me exactly what went on and I get an idea of what's going on in their life because there's so many, especially with kids, so many things can go on. We're only as happy as our saddest child. So mm. <laughs> I find parents... A really roller coaster with weight loss. Um, the ones that go gun ho, yeah, they'll get the result, but they'll put the weight back on. Mm. So we need to learn, teach them how to work around what's going on yeah. in their life. Yeah. So you can't always be gun ho. I'm certainly not gun ho. <laughs> There's times where I might do the wrong, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm here, I'm going to have this now, but the next three hours I'm not. I'm back yeah. on track. 
you know yeah. so i want to teach them that life where it's not always because some people say oh look i don't eat you know i i have one cheat meal a week and if i get them to start sending me what they're eating they cheat meals every day you know yes they're not aware of it so you've got yeah. to say so the education isn't it rob it's just educating them all the yeah. time because yeah. our lifestyle would be completely different to a client's lifestyle mm. they're thinking they're eating healthy but by the time we suss it out, they're actually not. They actually think they are. Yeah, they're that's still, right. They're still doing what they were doing when they were 19, 21, 22, 23, when the metabolism was working perfectly, and now they're 50, yeah. some of them. And they're still doing, they used to work. They yeah, used to work right. cardio. So I support and everything, and I say, I don't know what's going on. I've got a couple at the moment that are probably between the two of them need to lose about 70 kilos. And they're really struggling with altering their lifestyle from three takeaway meals a week and like to me that's not something that would even come into my my thought process because of what i'm focused on you know i'm focused on you know the the peak level peak end of healthy fitness and what a body looks like yeah. uh, but for some people they just it's just their reality that they think it's really hard and they talk about eating healthy and i say it's just what you said so tell me what you're eating or I get them to send me photos of what is it they're eating and they think they're doing really well. I'm like, man, that is not good. And so where's the plant food here? Where's the, you know, that's, where's the protein? Yeah, you're right. Some people still think that, you know, porridge and wheat bix is healthy. Where for me, that's not healthy for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we're at a different healthy level, but maybe it is for someone that used to have McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's where you're at, is where you're going to come from. The other, I mean, I I tell you what, but what I would do is definitely uh, see for me, I, I actually love it when parents go shopping with their kids, you know, and they start mm. preparing and they start um, organizing the kids to be time managers. This is the time to do that now. They're going back to school after yeah. school, going and buying the products with your children, taking that time to do that because. Parents think they're not spending time with their kids, but they can actually spend time with their kids. Yeah, why are you doing this stuff? Yeah. So take them into the shopping centre and give them a little list to one, little list to the other, and list to the other, and get them to run around for you. And then walk back to those products and show them which one would have been cheaper and maybe they could have got two. You know, start to think because they're going to try to nail it for you each time. It's a little competition, you know doing stuff like that and then they get their little free apple or free things that Coles or Safeway give to children, you know, just a basket or something yeah. free. But, um, you know, that was one thing I used to do. And then I used to come home and we used to all sit down and chop and talk, chop, because I knew that that would take them away from electronic equipment when they're not talking to me. Because when you do things, kids start talking. Mm. They might be in the shit that they're doing it. I get that. They're, they're, they're upset. They have to do it. But if you don't react to it and you know that you're teaching them this is part of life, mm. teaching such good lessons. And as a mum of three, I can tell you when they turn 18 and you can send them up the road and they're, you know, they get a job, they buy the ingredients with their own money and they come home and they're cooking for a family and you don't have to tell them what to cook because they've done it from young with you. I'm telling you, I'm going to save you so much time because at the moment I only cook once a week. My kids cook. You know, the other nights and they've got allocated nights. But I did that from young. As soon as I went to high school, even younger than that, we were doing that. We were shopping together, cooking together, 
preparing the meals together and then everyone went to homework and whatever i know time is tough and they've got homework but you know mm. what everybody is busy you know yeah. and they have to learn that is life you actually have to allocate time i know everyone wants downtime but let's face it downtime isn't on a screen all the time for hours and hours and hours and then anything you can pull away and you can actually get them to interact and talk it's great even yeah. sports, even sports days for me i used to say to the kids, because they were too young to make adult decisions. Every child's going to want to stay home and play PlayStation. They tried it. All three kids tried that on me. Oh, yeah, I'm not really happy with soccer, Mum. I really don't like it. And I said, look, I don't care what you do, but Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays is the day we twitch off electronic equipment and you can sit down and do absolutely nothing for four hours because kids are out doing hobbies. But if you want to sit down, not in front of a TV, not in, with your mates and sit around for four hours with your hands crossed, you can do that. Honestly, my oldest son, you know, only lasted a week and he was back at his hobbies. The other two didn't even try it because he warned the other. <laughs> that was, that was, that was what's it, what, you know, what, what I was going to do to them. So I feel as if, you know, people are wanting kids to make decisions, but really they, they had that. They're too young to make yeah, yeah. adult decisions that not, might not be good for them later on in life. So yeah. we need to steer them in the right direction. When they've gone to sport, they're going to come home, they're going to eat, they're going to go to bed. Mm. You know, less PlayStation, less Instagram, less, and really, let's face it, it's not doing them much good. They can have a little bit of it to socialise, I get that, but they're socialising all, all day at school in it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what if we think about, uh, let's take the kids out of the equation for a moment and yeah. say that like, the kids are looking after themselves, they're older, people don't have kids and so forth. Maybe think about, uh, I don't know, habits of your most successful success stories. What would you say are the key things that they're doing now to make them successful uh, at this time of the year? Successful is time managing, the turning up. So they're, turning up to the sessions. They're persistent. Um, they're not, they know they're not going as hard as they used to. We've spoken about that and that's because they're weaker. They've had a long time, long break. And the end goal, we write down where they were and they need to work towards that goal without any injuries because some people want to go gun home and injured. So we try to say, okay, this is where you're at now. This is what happened during the big break, you know, but we're going to get to that and see where we are at Christmas. Yeah. Because um, if you don't do it, what's the other alternative? You're going to go further backwards. Nothing, yeah. You know, so the fountain of youth, we always say, is building muscle. So mm -hmm. they actually know that they lost so much of it and they felt so old for it. So imagine how good they're going to feel in the years because right now no one's feeling that good. Everyone's feeling exhausted, less muscle, fatigue, learn to stay up late, like I said, sleeping in the mornings. We've got to get all out of all those habits. But, um, yeah, I've, I've realised that nutrition, sleep, as I said, sleep's the most important nutrition and um, realising how much muscle they did lose to work towards getting back there. And once we're there, we can move forward. Yeah. Not to be too hard on themselves either. Because really, um, just to see what a break could do is a good lesson. Yes. 
Yeah, I think yeah, all really great points. I think, um, like you say, I think we're we're all not feeling in our peak condition right now. I cer- I'm certainly not. And even though I've been working consistently um, yeah. every day this year, it's uh, a case of um, I've had a bit of a break from my normal training. Still been training, but having a break. But still, having finished the year so strongly in mm-hmm. in in many ways. But then having a little break in terms of if I was only working half days or whatever, there's something psychological that says, okay, it's going to take me a little bit of time to get back into that rhythm again, which is why I don't like taking big breaks because I think, man, I'm scared of how long it's going to take me to get back to, you know, that, that peak performance where you, you just bang, bang, bang all the time. Uh, but it's important for us to take that break. And like you say, don't be hard on yourself or too hard. Use it as fuel. To, to change where it is that you want to get to, but absolutely having a plan to know, okay, well, I'm here. Where do you want to get to? What's that gap? What's our plan to get there without just going, okay, it's if it's first of Feb and every, the kids are going back at school or whatever and say, bang, I'm going to hit it 100%. That's a mistake. You've got to ease yourself back into it so that you've got somewhere to go and you're not just hitting it 100% and saying, well, you've got nowhere to go now. You've just hit it at 100% and now all you've got is 100%. Um, so, and I yeah. go on the three, three and a half hour rule, like three hours, three and a half hour rule. That's it. I don't train more than that ever. And I know where I'm going to get to by November. And um, I just feel like, okay, well, it's the rest of my life, really. Yeah, I'm that's right. 70, 80, 90 years old, 100, and still doing weight training. And um, as long as I'm not going backwards, I'm bloody amazing. It's going to be amazing. I mean, Seriously, you know, okay, I, I squat now only 25. I used to do 55 before COVID, you know, and um, obviously I couldn't get to the gym and I didn't have a squat rack at home. So I lost all that strength and that's guttering for me because I've been training from a young girl, you know, I used to do my body weight and I thought, yeah, now the 55 at 55 I wanted to be, but now, and, um, but, you know, in, by Christmas, I'm going to be very close to that. If not, the next Christmas, seriously, yeah. it just means that I'm getting old and I'm still strong. Yeah, and right. I'm going to get stronger from there. Got the that's rest right. of my life. It doesn't really right. matter. It's yeah. it's being, for me, it would be um, being next year and the year after and not being able to sit down on a block and sit up. That would be more. Yeah. And that's where I start people off, from people that can't actually come off a chair. Yes. Or even come off the ground. Yes. And they're as light as me, though. Yeah. I know it, it sounds crazy, doesn't it? But people uh, may not be able to relate to it, but we see people all the time that just getting up off the floor or getting onto the floor. I have clients that can't get onto the floor. It's like, man, I can't imagine that for myself. Yeah. Um, but it's only because I've been focused for 33 years on what's important and just looking to get better every day. I think if we focus on that, keep setting a, a goals for yourself, just focus on how can I make today better than yesterday? That's um, right. And, and you know, and you walk away knowing that you rocked up, you did your job, you're a little bit stronger than last week, if not as strong as last week. It doesn't matter if you didn't nail it, it could be yeah. sleep, whatever, it could be lots of other factors that are going on. As long as you did what you did last week, or just a little bit better. Walk yeah. away. That's it. That's how I deal with all my clients. And it's on paper and they see it. So there's no mucking around. I'm not lying. I'm not changing exercises so I can make them feel as if they've gone stronger and they're sore when they get home. Because yeah. that's just, 
I can make you sore any day of the week. Yeah, it's like that just becomes about you I, rather than them. I can make a lunge, a lunge and a kick, and you're going to be sore and you think, oh, what an amazing trainer that made me so sore. But yeah. that doesn't mean you got stronger. Yeah, that's right. I give you a lunge and the lunge looks exactly the same four weeks later, but the difference is the lunge has got five kilos on it, but at the beginning you couldn't even lunge 12 reps with no weight on you. Or much depth, yeah. See what I'm saying? So that's how I, and I think once people get educated, they get it and they yeah. start looking for the trainer. It's not going to smash them. Yeah. It's smashed. Just yeah. Just walk up, do your job, go home and uh, get the rest of the stuff happening. Yeah, that's right. Well said, Liz. I think uh, another message that you just sort of slipped in there, um, this is why it's important to get the coach and get the right coach for you so that you can have these conversations and, you know, they become part of our family and we take them on the journey uh, from where they are to where they want to get to. I think that's so important. Uh, thanks so much for today, Liz. Uh, just conscious of our, our time here. Um, I think we've given a lot of really practical information here for people that they'll be able to relate to it's not we're not talking about uh you know going for a gold medal or breaking world records here it's about doing step by step little by little but in a logical sequence um so that you can um you know do a little bit more than maybe you did yesterday because today's going to pass anyway so let's just make it a bit healthier yeah that's right and if you can see yourself in a month's time and you think my habits were better than a month before pat yourself on your back yeah exactly what we're doing spot on well said Liz. thank you thank you so much for your time until next time thank you bye see See ya. ya